guys, we we did another episode, but this time on a Friday night. Weird. Like Friday night, it's nine o'clock at night. We just had a two-hour-long conversation with a good friend of ours and a, a great actor and director and singer. And it's Friday night at nine o'clock right now, and we're just finishing this thing up. How do we feel? It makes me want to sing the old TGIF theme song. Ooh. Do you remember that song? I was just trying to think about songs with Friday in it. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Ooh. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. Nice. That's great. <laughs> And Amazing. That, that takes me back. It's it do, like I'm ready to watch like Full House in like Family Matters and Boy Meets World now. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like let's do it. Yeah, but you're right. Friday night, uh we're usually, you know, we're morning guys, but hey, we uh we did we did a Friday night conversation with a very very talented actor, director, artist, costume designer, set designer, Aaron Gendro Visco. Um, sometimes when you want something so bad, you're willing to step out of your comfort zone as we did to have this interview. The only way we could do it was on a Friday night. Yes, exactly. We've tried to do it before. We couldn't. So we finally gave it. Maybe he thought if he's just said Friday night that we would just never do it. Right. Right. (laughs) These guys are all in their thirties. They've got shit to do on Friday night. Nope. Nope. We want to hang out with you, Aaron. It was, no, dude. Aaron used to be chilling at my house on Friday nights, just like hanging out with my mom. It was awesome. It was a great childhood. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that's what this whole thing was about. He just wanted the nostalgia of coming in here, and we need to get Marcy on the show. We should have had her make a guest appearance tonight. Oh, well, I love well, you this know what? idea. I was actually thinking about having all of our moms on the show. Oh. That oh. would be at one point. That would be insanity. It would. I think it would be. In, it yeah. Great, it would be insanity. Great idea for a Mother's Day show. Yeah, well, I think it would be a lot of fun. Let's have both our parents on for one. Like like do the dads too. Yeah, get the we pa- could, let's yeah, get we the papas could, out but there. I, I mean, I could think you the imagine that conversation? It would be hockey. With our we would three just dads. talk about hockey. That was it. <laughs> no, but uh, let's get back to Aaron <laughs> because this was. This was a great conversation. Um, he just—he's such a such an insightful person, and he's so artistic that it was just great to just you know pick his brain for a little bit and see you know where he came from and 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 you know his process and everything like that. Uh, it was like a good episode of Behind the Music. Yeah, yeah. Where you break it down and you yes. get to see how they think and why. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a great way of putting it, Joan. Um. So, yeah, you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen because we're not gonna tease it much here. No, I will say though, I didn't get to mention this during the pod. Um, we talked about Mike Ginger a little bit, Aaron's dad. Yeah. Um, on, terrific, the talented, best, talented carpenter. Yes. Better guy. Um. Yeah. Helps build all of his sets. Does a great job, and always always in a good mood, which is which is terrific. But also the builder of my house. What? No. Yeah. He he built my house. Get out of here. Yeah. When I moved in, I was there for like a month talking to Aaron. He's like, "Oh, my dad built your house." I'm like, "No, nah, get out of here." 
And like I talked to Mike about it, and he, he's supposed to come by and check it out, see how it's changed since the 80s. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I was wondering where this shout out was going. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I agree. He's a great guy, but uh, we're getting a shout out. It makes sense now. Yeah. I liked how that wrapped up. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. There you go. I'm going to, I'm going to put a bust of Mike Gendro, like right in my entryway. Oh, I love it. Yes. Hey, I, guys, I, I was thinking we should switch something up. And, you know, in the spirit of having Aaron here on a Friday night, I was thinking, why don't, why, Let's do today's theme song as Ryan singing that Friday song that 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 he just so loved. Oh, just put it in here. Yeah, like Ryan, why don't you do it one more time with us? We won't interrupt at all. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. T G I F. I think I think we can do that again. Because I, I have a feeling of like what's happening in the background there. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. One more time, one more time. Let's hear it again. Let's okay. hear this again. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Gendro Visco. <laughs> it's Friday night. Awesome. And the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. I know. This is a first. Says this is a first. This is a first. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. We, for, just so, for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Appointment listening. We're like, we're never doing a Friday night. We're never doing a Saturday night. And you come around, we're like, well, for Aaron, let's do it. When do let's you guys do normally tape? Sunday, Sunday mornings. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that... Most of the world is hungover. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> here when we're we are. Here. <laughs> well, you did Dan and Ellie. Was that a Sunday morning? That was a Sunday okay. morning. That was. But you're you're a Friday night kind of guy. I am. You are. I, I can feel that. You. I mean. Well, Sundays Sunday mornings. I'm busy right now, but. Yeah. Fair <laughs> yes, enough. you are. Fair, yeah. A, a little bit, I'd say. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. A little busy. You used to hang out here on Friday nights. Yes. I was thinking, like the last time, I think I was doing shots with your mother in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think your I think your uncle was here. Um, what's your <sighs> James. James was here. Yep. Yeah. And we had come over. I think me and John Nunes, and we were doing shots in the kitchen, and you know. Oh yeah, those are those are good days. Where were you when that was happening? <laughs> Doing shots too, maybe. I don't know. It's probably like seven years old, just like probably, give me one. Right? That's funny. Those are good days. It those was. Are, you used to live right down the street. I just yep. ride my bike over. Oh my god. Say what up? So funny. <laughs> I was obsessed Little with Jared. Aaron. Yeah. Little yeah. Jared. He was Jesus. Over. You know, so it was like Oh sure. When what was that, ninety nine, two thousand? Uh how old? Yeah, so Ellie, I can't remember. Tracy wasn't in it because she was pregnant. I think it was with Lila, though. So 2001-ish? Yeah, that makes I'm sense. i say that. That, that put me, yeah. That, I just remember I saw him as Jesus, and he was freaking incredible. Yeah. And, like, I still want to find that VHS tape now. That would be sick. That was really great. But I saw him as Jesus, and I just thought, like, that's that's Jesus. Right I think there. I have the DVD somewhere. Oh, it was so good. That was a great production. Was but he, I was obsessed. So I'd ride my bike to his house with my friends and knock on his door. And I'd stand there and be like, guys, that's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's right there. And he sings. Like, your church Jesus doesn't sing. This one, this one sings. Yeah, I showed uh, him off to everybody. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Was that the one with Kenny? As yep. uh, Who directed that? Was that Paula? Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Okay. Really? Jeff. Yeah. Wow, it was a huge cast. I remember. Jane was music director. It was a huge cast. I I just remember 
the night we did, I think, What's the Buzz? And I don't know that I had been at rehearsal yet, and I came, and they're doing the choreography and stuff, and I'm like, there's a million people on stage. Like, even in the video, you watch it, and you're like, who's singing? Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, because it was like three levels of stage and a million, you know, it's a Jeff's show, so there was like a million people on stage. It was crazy. <laughs> My God, it was crazy. Is that why they made you wear heels for it? Yeah. So that okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, it's like a Jesus and drag kind of thing. Oh, it was sure. a choice. Just, you know, it was right. a choice. It was. I'm very interested in you, Aaron. <sighs> um, this is a long time coming, so thank mm-hmm. you for for being here. Thank you for having me. It was. Me. Um, you were one of the first guests that I wanted to have on, but when I was talking to people about having you on. You were just so busy at the time Mm -hmm. because you were, what were you, you were in school, right? So I'm still in in school, but it depends. I mean, my last job, I was flying everywhere. I think that's what it was. Probably. It was something like that. But then when the new um, season came out Mm -hmm. and I knew that you were going to be doing Scrooge and I knew that you were going to be doing The Normal Heart, I was like, well, let's go and see if we can get them on closer to that time. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we have those added things to talk about. But the first thing I want to know is I really respect your artistic visions for mm-hmm. things. And like Jared was just saying, and I don't know if it's going to make it into this, but your attention to detail as mm-hmm. well. And <laughs> do you, and I know that your sister Carrie always <laughs> just throws little jabs at you at rehearsal and everything mm-hmm. just to like poke fun like siblings do. Mm-hmm. And were you like that when you guys were younger were you like very meticulous about things like if you guys would like do projects together or anything like that yeah all the time all the time like the way it is today is pretty much how we grew up together yes yeah it's (laughs) i it's funny because i always put in my like who's who like she literally has been doing shows with me since i was like 10 and she was eight like we would be doing like productions in our neighborhood mm-hmm. like literally my first record like or show that i remember is jesus christ superstar my parents had the like the album yeah and and my church did this like uh passion play every year mm-hmm. and they used some of those songs which was weird you know it was like the that 80s kind of and weird. stuff it is weird for a catholic church <laughs> yeah and right they did this whole passion play and so like f- like since that time she literally has been like my right hand, my stage manager. Like, I'm like, Carrie, let's do a show. Okay, what do I need to do? You know, and it's like, um, we would be building Indian graveyards in the back of like our friend's thing. And she's like, you know, what do you need me to do? And I'm, I'd give her like silly things to do. And, and it was always like, okay, you know, there was never like a yeah. question, yeah. you know? So it's, and I mean, it's been that way, I think our whole lives. She kind of gives me shit for a lot of things, but, uh-huh. um, but you know, it's like Barbara Garrity gives me shit because I want like a covered button on a dress, and she's like, nobody's gonna see that from the audience, and I'm like, but I but will you see will. it. I will see it and know that it's there. And um, so yeah, so it's. Uh, I I appreciate that attention to detail though because it's just that is like, and we have we've had conversations about this before about how there's like a level of professionalism, mm-hmm. even though it is community theater mm-hmm. and like the perception of community theater with people that don't really know about it is that it's kind of like hokey and a joke or whatever. Yeah. But like to bring those expectations that you have is going to show in the final product. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like it's the difference between, I mean, anybody can just kind of 
throw something on somebody, like whether it's costumes or sets. I mean, you can rent a whole, you know, selection of drops and things like that. But I mean, I think that's the difference between sort of truly amateur and then like really giving a crap about what you're doing. Yeah. And I always feel like it's not professional, but like my name's on everything that I do. Yep. And I think we know that from other directors that we've worked, like, I mean, you can say people's names and you expect a certain level of professionalism based on that, mm-hmm. not naming names or anything. But I think it, it you know, if I'm going to put my name on something, then I want it to be at a certain level. And that's just who I am as a person, no matter what I'm doing. So do you guys listen to Smartless? Yes. Jason yeah. Bateman? Okay. So Greta Gerwig was just on the other day and she was talking about her process as like a writer and a director. And she like her whole thing was about like she did community theater and yep. it was like her whole, like everything that she is is because of like what she learned and how like she respected what happens at community theater. So I think it's either, you know, I think as if people sort of bring the effort and bring the attention to detail, I don't think that community theater has to be bad. And there's a lot of good community theater being done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, it's all in, in what the director kind of the effort they want to put in. I feel like, you know, and some, and it's also about like having surrounding yourself with the right people and knowing who to reach out to for help. I think, you know, yeah. Um, I think as someone who is in shows now and then also helps with shows, I'm always going to answer that call and try to come help or mm. audition for a show for someone who cares. Because mm. it's evident when someone who doesn't <laughs> care. And I'm like, wait, I'm donating my time to this too. And if you don't care, why should I care? Like, why mm-hmm. should I get off book? Like, why should I do all these things if you're going to phone it in? Yeah. So, like, I, and, and like that makes me choose what directors I want to work with. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see when like mm-hmm. you put so much attention to detail. I wonder if people get like, I don't know. I, sometimes I listen to myself because I expect a lot of myself and in turn, I expect a lot of like the people around me, but like, what's the point? Even if you're an actor, like what's, if you don't really want to, if you, if you're the, just there to go through the motions and like, it's a lot of time. I mean, it's a big mm-hmm. commitment. So I, I feel like I agree. Like I want to work with people, even as a director, I want to cast people that want to put in the time and the effort. I don't want to necessarily yeah. work with people that are just, you know, don't really want to make the commitment and, and put the time in. I think you get the fun of it, though. Like you, I worked with you for for, um, for Cabaret, mm. and I was like so in my head, focused on what I was doing and like in the moment on stage, but also I was like doing sound stuff. And I remember mm. one time you came up to me like during the run, you were like, can you just have fun? Mm. Can you just enjoy yourself and yeah. like, at, like enjoy this, please? Mm. And I was like, oh crap! Like I was so in the moment of just like trying to to be the best I could be, and I, I think you appreciate yeah. the fun of it. And you are intense. You are you yeah. you do care about the. <laughs> I was product. just gonna say, I think somebody needs to tell me that sometime because it was when I did Superstar. It was funny, or even when I did um, Lame Is. I don't really enjoy being on stage that much anymore. I mean, it's just it, it's very anxiety provoking for me. So. But even back then, like when I'm in a show, like I'm so like super focused because I just don't want to fuck up. Like I just, yeah, just, and I think people f- like sort of take that as like standoffish and it's not really that. It's just that that's what I do. Yeah. And even as a director, like when, you know, production week, I, it's very intense. I have a lot to think about because, you know, silly, I do the set and I deal with the lights and I deal with, you know, I, I like to have my hand in a lot of things. So 
I get it gets really intense, but I have to sort of tell myself also. And Ellie's been really good this time. It's been great working with her because you know she's always you know she has so much energy and enjoy in what she does that it's it, you know she keeps reminding me this is fun. This is what you do to release stress. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, but like this is the case for me, and maybe it's the case for you too. Sometimes the stress and getting things done is part of the fun for me. Sean LaFontaine told me during Rock of Ages, like, hey, are you just an actor yet? Like, when do you just get to be in the show and have mm. fun? It is fun for me. Putting in this extra effort with set, painting, making sure everything's right before a show, ma- making sure it sounds right, that lets me know that the quality of the show is going to be great. And I'm going to mm-hmm. have more fun when I'm on stage knowing that I know I didn't leave anything out there like, oh, I could have helped out with this mm-hmm. or I could have helped out with that. But instead, I sat back. Yeah. And I think I'd be questioning that on stage. To me, part of like putting that sweat equity is the fun. So mm-hmm. when I look back at it two months later, three months later, I'm, I'm more proud of it mm-hmm. because I know that I was there on Saturday mornings and Sundays and Monday nights trying to finish that set. Yeah, I mean, I would agree for me... It is fun. Like I, I enjoy. That's why I do it, right? I mean, um, the Saturday mornings. I mean, <laughs> there are some days I'd rather be doing something right. else. Yeah, but, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I will say that it's a you know because my real job isn't creative necessarily, so it's a creative outlet. But I always think about in Sunday in the Park with George when George sings "Finish the Hat." Like that whole song is really about the sacrifices we make to com- to do our art. Right. It's about she wanted to go to the you know, she wanted to go to the Follies and he was like, no, I have to finish the hat. And I think like what you're saying is is similar in that we all make sacrifices to do the things that we do. And on a Saturday, I on a nice Saturday in the summer, I probably would like to be somewhere else. But it's what I have to do to finish the hat. Right. And we do that because of the love that we have for the art, you know, even if it is community theater. Right. If, if, If my name's attached to it. Yeah. I'm going to put it 100%. Yeah. Effort. Yeah. That's got to be one of your dream shows, right? Yeah. yeah. You've loved That's that gonna, show for a probably long next year. time. Yeah. It's just going to be a lot of work. Yeah. When school's done next summer maybe. Yeah. You're you're in your doctorate PH, program, posture, PhD. Yeah, PhD. Yeah. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Wow. It, what are you getting it in? <laughs> in nursing. In nursing? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Does everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you talked about it and I want. I was. I was planning on asking you about Les Mis and mm-hmm. about being Valjean, mm-hmm. and I was going to ask you, <laughs> like, what your thoughts were during that entire time. And you already started to talk about how, like, like stressed you got from yeah. it, which obviously, like, that's a huge role. But I don't know if you do. You remember that? And was it you? Because you just said I don't really want to be on stage as much anymore. You'd rather mm-hmm. do the creative, you know, vision. Of, um, was it that show that really like kind of killed it for you? <laughs> because that role—that's a fun question. That's that's yeah. a hard freaking role. <laughs> that was hard. I mean, between that and then Titanic, I did like that show, and I had just had my appendix out for God's sakes, and Mr. Andrews, and then came back like I was out of the hospital for like the Sunday of production week and came back and had to do oh that with like, I had like, you know, an abdominal binder on and like all this stuff. It was just, which was oh stressful. Um, I actually enjoyed the process of Les Mis. I thought that was probably, um, I really got into that role. It's, you know, it was kind yeah. of like a dream. It was a lot though. 
um you know, because it wasn't like it's always like the other stuff too. It's not just that I played a character. It's like I got wig changes. You got, you know, I'm putting on fake beard, and you know, some of it's my own thing because that's what I want to do. Because I don't think like anybody else would care, but I did. Um, and then it's like the range, and it's like, oh my god, what if I get sick? And you're, you know, it's like the stress of mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but I don't know that that. <sighs> There are certain roles that I would definitely do again. On, yeah, you know, t- I would get on stage for, but it's not the same kind of like it. It's more stress than I would do it for some roles. I'm not going to do it for like everything. I guess is the yeah. and medications help too. So, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's awesome. I want to. I want to see you either direct or be in like a straight up comedy. Mm. I would love to see you on in, in something like that. Are there any? comedic roles that you really want to do or something that tickles your fancy Mm, comedic roles i don't know i'd have to think about that one yeah i feel my mind doesn't work in like straight plays necessarily even comedies like i i probably have like adhd like undiagnosed but like i just get distracted and kind of bored most times you know Mm -hmm. unless it's something that i'm super into like even while watching yeah okay (laughs) but there's you know like there's some that i really I've been surprised that I've gone to see, you know, when we go to New York, we never tend to go see a straight player or comedy, but there have been some, like we saw um, Neil Simon, what's the one they just did with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick? Um, Plaza Suite. Plaza Suite, which was fantastic. And it's not like I don't want to, I just feel I sit there and I'm waiting for a number. When's the next number? When's the kick line? But if But there are some that I've been really been surprised at and most of them i've seen you know it's like firebond stuff that i would never like oh i'm gonna go see it but yeah you know we have a subscription so the um the show that i am surprised that you haven't done Mm -hmm. is chicago we've been trying to get the rights for years and we just can't that's like i don't understand it that's so strange to me and it's the weirdest thing because you actually have to write a letter to the the professional touring company and get the rights from them. Like they have to sign off on it and like Tam's Whitmark or whoever. We've tried for years. I want to say the last 10 years we've tried for Chicago like multiple times. Oh yeah. Okay. Then that makes sense why you haven't done it. Yeah. Because I thought that I was like, that's just a show that I could see you. Oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And the the fire barn, it would, you know, I, I, it would be another one that sells out. Oh, definitely. Completely. Uh, Yeah. Completely. Um, when, so, what was was the first show that you directed was Wizard of Oz? Is that correct? Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Okay. Yep. So, all right. So, you've done Sound, Sound of Music. You did do Wizard, Wizard of, Oz, of Oz, correct? Me and Jesslyn. Yep. You did Cabaret. Yep. You did Legally Blonde. Yep. You did 9 to 5. Yep. You have done all of these, like, woman-empowering shows. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic mm. because I still say to this day that Legally Blonde is like probably my favorite show that I've ever done. Yeah, it was so much fun, and it's I great I, production. I like. Yeah. I knew the movie. Yep. But I didn't know like anything about it. Like really, like you know what the, the like the, the, the premise, musical. Yeah. yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like I didn't know what the songs were or anything. But it was so much fun. Yeah. So I want to know. Well, you guys were great. I mean, you and Jill. That was a great. That was fun. Yeah. That was, was fun. A, that was a lot of fun. It was, that, that was a big show. I think my sister got shingles because of that. 
Did she oh really? My. I forget. She was. It was just stress. Dan lost one of his like teeth oh. moving that big. Oh, Dan Rosendis. Dan Rosendis lost oh my like gosh, an implant, right. like, one, like an implant, like knocked out of his mouth, and he's like backstage looking for his tooth in the oh middle of the. Oh my god! Yeah. That wow. was that. The set in that was like so gorgeous, which obviously. Yeah. It was big though. But it was huge. <laughs> it was, huge. It was yeah. so big. You were. <laughs> You were in I Florida. Was away, yeah. yeah, I wasn't even here. So, I just remember having it be like Tuesday night of Tech Week, and we were just like, everyone was just, are we going to be able to like move all of these set pieces yeah. and do everything? And yep. then it happens. Yeah. How? Like, I still don't understand theater magic. Sometimes it takes. I mean. I'm lucky to have Carrie, yep. like, and we sit down and literally map out. You know, we do a call sheet, which I don't know that everybody does. Like, in you know, I just for me, it's like we need in our heads, like we need to put down at this point, this is what's happening, and mm-hmm. behind the scenes, this is what's ha- you know, because otherwise, it's like traffic patterns that don't work and and everything else. I mean, Scrooge is going to be, I, I don't know how we're going to do it. Cause I built too many pieces and <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fire barn and, but it'll happen. I mean, we'll make it happen somehow. You know, it's just a matter. It's like Tetris. Yeah. And it's, you know, I always say it's, it's, it's like a ballet to me, like what happens backstage in those kind of shows where there's a million set pieces mm-hmm. where like even guys and dolls, I mean, you got curtains going to come up because this set piece has to come back. And yep. you know, it's like this whole ballet that's happening back there. Mm-hmm. So as, as much as everything is, people are working hard in the front, it's this whole other world in the back but it only happens if you're like organized and have the right people in place at least that's the way it's been for me so when you design a set so let's use scrooge for example yep all right so you design the set for scrooge yes when do you start thinking about what your design is going to be and on the flip side of that when do you decide when you're going to stop and you're like no i can't add anything else Stopping will probably happen. <laughs> when when know, does the gonna... first show start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, seriously. I probably so once I know that I'm doing a show, then I start to I usually make like a Pinterest board. Okay. You know, like I'll start like pictures of London. I'll tr- look for, you know, I, we started with a timeline. When does this actually take place? And and I start sort of thinking about the whole thing. For me, it's not just set. It's like I'm looking at pictures of costumes and trying to get inspiration so it usually starts there and then i kind of have from that then i start to think about like okay what are the place then i go through the script okay what places do we actually need Mm -hmm. you know that's the thing with the fire barn and i think theater today i don't think people go to broadway shows and expect to see like they used to maybe like a big hello dolly where like Mm -hmm. in every scene you're at that actual there's like a set piece that comes in and it's this this place i i mean i think the more shows you see today, it's very suggestive. It's either done mm-hmm. with lighting or something else. It could be projection. Um, and so I start to think about, okay, what are the places in the script where I actually need to be somewhere? Yeah. You know, for Scrooge, it's obviously his bedroom. He's he's always in the bedroom. He comes back and forth to the bedroom. So I knew I needed to figure out that. And then when I started to think about the town 
the scene, scenes that take place in the town, I knew I was never going to do, if this was BCC, I probably would have built like wagons that were like the toy shop that could spin and you would see toys inside. I knew we couldn't do anything like that. So then it's like, okay, well, let's see if I can use projections to show where people are in the scene. And then for me, it's it's about, oh, can we just use a chair and a, and a chaise here to, to make it, okay, we're at this place. And then, you know, you start to think about for the firebot, I usually start thinking big and then it gets pared down, although you would probably wouldn't know that by the set that's there right now. But I mean, it is fairly minimal. It's just, I think this is a lot of people. I don't know that I factored in. And that's with doubling roles. I mean, you're playing yeah. multiple roles. Almost everybody is playing something mm -hmm. more than just with the just themselves. So I think with this show, that's the challenge too, is like there's many people. So that shows you my process. And then, you know, as Joey knows, with I, I have an idea, but the fire barn's really hard to... We don't really have good measurements. What's, be you know, how much space between the doors? And I don't know. I would just never really made like a, a plan that a yeah. director or designer, blueprint. like yeah. a blueprint that we could actually use. So most of the time I get in there and I'm like, so what happened? The windows that are there were supposed to rotate. But then I got there and I was like, well, we need 36 inches for the wheelchairs, you know, for exit. You know, then I need four feet to spin this around but then i need exits and so then it's like well i can't do that so then i gotta start over and think okay well you know how can i make this work in a different way mm -hmm. it's typically the fire button is a challenge but it's it's kind of fun to kind of figure it all out i think yeah i mean and i how remember can we use the space in a different way yeah i mean i remember how you transformed the fire barn for into the woods mm. and that was i remember when it was on the slate that oh you were going to do Into the Woods, yeah. and then you were going to do Into the Woods at the Fire Barn. Yeah. And everyone was just like, how is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. And then I just, the final product, it was. Yeah, it was, I mean. It I, was amazing. It, yeah, it was fun. It was, again, I think it's a challenge. I, I, it's kind of fun to me to figure out, okay, how can we make this work? Yeah. There's a lot of limitations to the Fire Barn, but I think just people think and just think of it in this sort of flat way, then. You got to think beyond what's there. Yeah, um, Into the Woods was fun. That's one of my favorite shows. So that was fun to do there. Yeah, and it was fun to figure out how to, how can we make this work in this space yeah. and, um, you know, Scrooge will be a little bit. You know, there's a lot of magic stuff in Scrooge that I got to figure out and uh, doors unlocking and yep. opening magically and yes. you know, a lot of, a lot of fun things like that. So so with <laughs> Scrooge now, what that was. Was that the first show that I remember you telling me that? Was mm -hmm. it the first show that you did? For Little Theater, yeah. For was, Little Theater? I was twelve years old. So does did that play into why you wanted to direct it? Yeah. For this I think, season? I mean I on play selection was looking for like a Christmas something. Yeah. You know, because we don't really do it, which is weird. We probably could do like this show every year and sell out every every, every time. Yep. I mean, people just look for things like this to go to. So yes. out of all the versions of A Christmas Carol, I still like this one the most. I mean, the Disney one that they just did with um, Kelsey Grammer and... I mean, it's nice. It's a little. It's very Broadway. I don't think this is as Broadway, but the music's beautiful and the story. I love the way the story's told. You know about Scrooge. So, me being in it, I sad that Richard Pelletier passed away because you know I really would have liked to have seen it because he was the first director that I worked with. Mm -hmm. Again, I came into the Firebond. I was twelve years old. My mom drops me off, and there's like Janice, and I think it was Irene Monti, or maybe it was actually I think Al Destin was the musical director. Um, yeah, and I was cast, and 
I've been there ever since. So who know, was Scrooge little... for that? Bruce Bruce Collender. Bruce Collender. Oh, yep. Yeah. And David Mello was uh, Tom Jenkins. Yeah. Sarah Destin was my sister. Oh. Yeah. So it's <laughs> nice to have you know people that were in that with me back again. I think you're probably the most multifaceted director I've worked for, and I think one thing that I, I don't want to say it gets overshadowed because when you're in your show, you realize it. But you're also an actor's director, too. Mm. Like, what's your philosophy on working with actors <clears throat> in this, this capacity? So I used to be very prescriptive, I think. I mean, I came, you know, through the, my time in Little Theater, I worked with a lot of directors. I'm, you know, it's not like I took theater class or anything. So what I've learned, it's been tribute to, like, the people that I've worked with. And I used to, I think... As a new director, I try to be kind of like prescriptive about like what people do on stage. And I directed Mass Appeal and Bob Gillett was in the show and he, we had a conversation initially and he was like, if you're going to tell me where to go every moment, then this isn't going to, we're not going to be able to do this. You know what? I'm open to seeing something else, doing it a different way. And I sort of have loosened up, which I think has helped. I want to give people the freedom. There are certain things. I get challenged sometimes, but like there are certain things that I need people to do because in my head, I know that there's like a set piece moving behind you. So no, you can't do that. Sure. You need to be here because, you know, the bed's going to go back in the wall. Yeah? So like sometimes people will say, hey, well, what about this idea? And it's not that I don't want to listen. It's just that can't, there's no way that that can happen at this point because I need you to move downstage because something's happening behind you and you'll be killed if you don't. <laughs> yeah. So I try and I feel like I want people to think about the characters and make them their own. I want them to sort of grow in that character and let them do what they want. If it doesn't work for me or or I had something else in mind, then I'm good for a, a conversation or a challenge. Yeah. But there's only like, for me, it's about just getting from here to there if there's something that I know is going to happen. But for the most part, I'm pretty good about letting people, I don't know, you guys have worked. Yeah, I, I agree. I've never directed no. you. No. no. Yeah. No, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I, I felt like I mean, you're a director. You're there's there. You direct us. You mm -hmm. know, you are supposed to tell us where to go and stuff like that. And um, no, I never felt for a second that like I was restricted in any way mm. when I've worked with you. And I actually felt that you were totally like I. I remember the rehearsal process feeling like it almost felt like we had all the time in the world to work on things. Like it, it was yeah. never like you were never like all right, next thing, let's go, guys. Yeah. It was always it always felt like a, a an environment where it was like all right, we can try things, we can do things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this show's been a little different. I, I don't know. It seems like time is just, I don't know. It's been a weird process for me. I don't know it's, if it's because it's so like ensemble heavy, which I just, I mean, I knew it was, but I didn't expect it to be as much, you know? So that's why I'm hoping like, oh, and it's hard. I think, I think it's hard for people to act with books in their hands. And I think it's hard to direct somebody when they're walking around with a book in their hand because sure. they're really not thinking about what they're doing. It's yeah. they're, they're trying to just read the right. and make sure they're not, skipping the line yeah, so i feel like part of me almost feels like the directing doesn't happen until people are off book and you're starting to like run the show and see it come together and then you can make some changes and decisions and, and things like that yeah before that it's like okay i just let's get some something on paper so we know where people are going to go we start to have an idea and then it's like you know i keep saying with ellie like we're going to workshop this because this out of all the shows that i've ever done this one i've kind of been the most unprepared for but at the same time it's kind of been fun to like think on my feet and be like okay well this is what i think i want so let's like work it out i mean that's really to me what if we had more time that's what a process should be like where we yeah. you can kind of do it all together and kind of workshop a show.
Is it cool to see your your kid? You took the question like, right uh, out of my mouth. Like being a choreographer, because I, I I think when we did cabaret, you were the choreographer for that for the for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And I remember you teaching dances. Yeah. Um. Luckily, I didn't have to dance, yeah. which was great. Well, they um, did. They did most of that. We kind of like did it together. You know, yeah. I would like sh- tell them when I went. Yeah. Do you feel but, like like an immense pride? Like I, that must be I like do. a super cool thing. I do. I know. And she was all <laughs> she was all nervous that we we're gonna be like fighting the whole time. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, well, there's still time, honey. You yeah, know, exactly. It's not production week yet. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's time. I mean, she's been doing this forever. I think she's, and she's done a great job. I'm super proud. She's got great ideas. And honestly, she's been a huge help to me because, again, a lot of the show is, are these like chorus numbers. So she's been able to think those through and it's been a good experience for her. You know, she's used to working with dancers, you know, like her, most of her life is with, in a dance school. So you're with dancers who just know how to do things. Yeah. And now she's with, Me. you know, with <laughs> Ryan. He's fabulous. Yeah. Dance, okay? <laughs> and she's been, you know, so much patience, like kids. I just don't, I, I, you know, I can't <laughs> honest to God. Like I, that's why when I, when we did wizard of Oz, Jessalyn was like, if you want to do it together, I will like do everything with the kids and like you can handle like all, all the other scenes and things like that. And I was like, yes. Great. Because I just like, I don't have the patience. I don't know. I'm like an old curmudgeon, but Dan's been really good actually. He's been kind of stepping in and dealing with the kids and he's been really good with them. I just don't have the patience. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hey, you know, and you have other people work with them. That's what yeah, collaboration is all exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what is it? I would say like we would try to I'd try to have you boost up the ticket sales right now but that is <laughs> that's not gonna don't need that I because no. I was gonna say like what is it about this show that you would I was gonna ask like why should people come and see it but people are already coming and seeing it so well, I they guess they can come wait at the door for the people who don't show up that is mm, true because yes. inevitably there are gonna be some people yeah. that don't show Every up show yeah exactly every time but like what is it that like if you were to tell people what like what can they expect what i like about this show is that it's going to be it's not just all fluff i think sort of my vision is mm-hmm. to create like a world of you know what it would have been like in london in 1843 so i always have this like docker sort of take on things because yep. i want it to look and feel more realistic than just everybody in christmas colors and they all come out and mm-hmm. it's not really what it's going to be and i also hope that again it's not all about the theatrics as well that the story of scrooge and his sort of change of heart brings people into the christmas spirit it's a nice early holiday show but i think it's going to be fun i mean the costumes are going to be great I think there's going to be some fun stuff for people to see. But in the yeah. end, I'm hoping they're going to come and hear and see something that's professional. People sound great. I mean, the, the cast sounded wonderful the other night, mm. if they can remember their words. And <laughs> Ryan. The notes they have to sing. Yeah. Um, but when we remembered that, we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. It was a lot of oohs and ahs, but, yeah, you know. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think it's we're going to use projections in a different way. I mean, luckily, again, I have a team. I got Matt that's working on projections. Mm-hmm. I think sort of that the Marley scenes are going to be really great. I think some of the other things that we're doing from a staging perspective are going to be fun. I'm hoping it's something different. Again, most people see Christmas Carol, and again, it's everything's red and green, and it's all Christmas, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hoping this is something at least visually a little bit different. And the cast is fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm working with a great crew, and the cast itself is great, except for, great. except for Ryan. Except for Ryan. Except for Ryan.
Here's something that I would like to know, Aaron. Yes. So, incredible set designer. Mm-hmm. You're an incredible costume designer as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still to this day, my favorite costumes were in Corny Collins and Hairspray, those mm. suits that you put me in. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I still talk about them, <laughs> and I wish I had them in my real life. But what could you – all right, so you're going to a show. I'm sorry. I'll get to this question eventually. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Should so, we take notes? No, 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 no. Okay. No. All right. So you're watching a show. Yes. Would you rather watch a show that had shitty costumes and a good set or – a shitty set in good costumes. Ah. I'd rather not have the choice. <laughs> but I think, I don't know that I could get past the bad costumes to like actually enjoy the set, to be honest. Okay. Because that's, that's like the first thing that you would notice? Yeah, because and the, the people, you know, like, you know, people are moving. And, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it, it, it would be hard to get past bad costumes okay regardless of how good the set looks or how good the show was or how good the show was but the show's not going to be that good if the costumes aren't that good every it's everything just comes together i get um so did you have at one point you were making costumes for festival theater Mm -hmm. correct did you have your own business? business yeah do you still have it i do not what was the name of it threads threads okay yep and did that just did that end like you just I mean, didn't have time for it or it was more like people didn't have the money to pay me what I knew the costumes were worth. Yeah, fair enough. Not to I mean yeah. and, and I was spending way more than I ever made just because again, you know, I mean my costumes for Mary Poppins were like legit like the women's costumes, these like traveling suits that I made were like literally like reproduction costumes with fur collars and buttons and yeah. velvet and all fully lined and to fit each person. And I just don't think the return for what I was doing was enough. My my dream would be to just have my own costume shop where I could just sit and design and make costumes all day. But I can't have a family and exactly. You know, <laughs> two daughters to take care of exactly yeah so so that was but i still like you know i still do small things on the side Mm -hmm. i haven't done really like i I mean i do my own shows for little theater it's hard to do that especially now with school once school's done but i i do enjoy like that process as well Mm. but it's hard because i'm like a stickler for like with scrooge i mean there's multiple different time periods yeah and i can't just like throw like you know, some people would just throw like tailcoats that we, you know, like a black tailcoat on everybody and be done with it. Yeah. So I tend to spend a little money <laughs> for better or for worse because I, you know, to me, it's about the authenticity as well. Yes. And and the, there's probably going to be five people that see the show over the course of the 11 shows that would actually appreciate the fact that what you're going to wear at December the 25th is going to be a different look than Minister's Cap because it's about 40 years later. You know, I mean, I can't, you can't just wear the same things. So I enjoy that and I want to make sure people look authentic and and that's how I've always been with costumes. So it can be a challenge. I mean, you answered my question that I didn't even ask, (laughs) but I was going to say if you had to pick one between, if you could only design sets or, or design yeah. costumes and obviously it would be co- doing the costumes um i mean i would 
I could design a set. I don't know that I want to build every set. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? I mean, yes. there's the process of design. The same thing with costumes. I mean, I end up but you know sewing a lot myself but in an ideal world you could just design and pick out the fabrics and 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 sort of manage that process that would be ideal yeah and then you could do the the set and the costumes and everything else yes when did you find when did you really start to realize that you had a like a love and a gift for both set and costume design I started sewing when the kid, I, my, the first thing I ever sewed was Ellie's Halloween costume. She was probably three and mm-hmm. maybe Lila was one. They were little Bo Peep and Lila was a sheep. <laughs> Tracy and I had like ideas of what we wanted them to be and we couldn't find what we wanted at the time. You know, this is 20, 20 something years ago. So I was like, well, I'll just make it. And then that turned into sewing more things and then I got involved with festival at the time and so that started then I mean set wise I've always had a hand in most of the shows that I've done I mean start any show that I've directed I've always wanted it to be you know like I always wanted to do the the design Mm -hmm. but even as a kid I would always help with set builds I loved like the move into BCC and you know Roberto was I mean Roberto as a designer especially 20 you know 30 years ago when I started, his sets were enormous and it really made me appreciate, he was probably the first person at Little Theater that really pushed the boundaries with creating a set. I mean, his Folly set 30 years ago was Uh unbelievable. I mean, it was like this multi-level, looked like it was out of, you know, like a, this, this, uh, stage that was like disintegrating and his costumes. And so I, I was really inspired by his work in terms of like, you know, what I saw growing up, mm-hmm. but I always enjoyed, I remember I was in me and my girl. I was probably, I had to still meet, I was either in high school or yeah, I think I was still in high school. And I remember like literally the curtain was about to go up. We were still like stapling Ivy on this like two story mansion thing that he built. And like the thrill of seeing these big sets go up, you know, it was fun, you know, yeah. and my dad's a carpenter. So I've always been around like building and, you know, he always jokes that his favorite smell is literally like cut wood. Like when he's cutting wood or he walks into Home Depot, he's like, oh my God, this is like heaven because yeah. his whole life he's just, you know, worked with wood. So, um, so yeah, so I've always had that in me but I I really just started designing sets with my shows because I knew that I wanted it to be something and at the time I mean even my first show however many years ago we didn't really have people that were like designing the sets yeah I guess Roberto was probably like the only one Mm -hmm. and Jeff Jeff would do it too Jeff would design his sets and and build them but but I do like doing both it just takes a different you know it's a different part of my brain I think when I when I work with set it's a little more like I don't know which side's the the math one and which side's the other part, but you know, costumes is a little more involved, takes a little more time, mm-hmm. uh, a little more specific. I think sets fun because you can kind of do a lot of different things. I mean, who who was it in your life that like l- like gave you the theater bug? Was there anyone in particular, or like maybe like you said you had the Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. album? Yeah. So we grew up. I mean, my parents were ever involved really yeah the first like that was the first the first show i did there's a funny story so they were doing a production of annie Mm -hmm. at highland players i had to be maybe 10 i think this was before scrooge and ralph martin was directing it the auditions were at like holy name school so 
the, my only exposure was like Annie the movie. This was like back in the 80s. And so yeah. there were these boys like in the movie. But so I go to auditions and there's no like, there wasn't any point for like me to get up and like audition. So I get up with the orphans and sing like it's a hard knock life. And like Ralph Martin's like, you know, this this is all girls, right? And I was like, yeah, but uh, you know, in the movie there's boys. And he's like, no, no. And he, and, he, and he like told me to go sit down. But it was just like, I just remember like, I think, Probably like those days, like Annie the Musical when yeah. I was a kid, just hearing that. My parents would go see Broadway shows when we were young. We, they never took us, but like they would do bus trips and stuff and yeah. and things like that. So they had an appreciation for it, but neither one of them like did anything. Yeah. Um, the first thing, the first show I remember, I was like five years old. I saw The Sound of Music at Bishop Conley High School. And I literally, I say this all the time, I still remember the nuns all had these like galvanized buckets and they came from the back of the auditorium like down and they had, and I remember like the sound of the buckets and just like the excitement of like seeing this whole like production, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just think it was, my parents really exposed us to different things at least in the community. So, but they weren't involved. And then they just knew I liked music. I was involved in, you know, my church choir and I played piano. You know, they sent me to piano lessons. So I, I had a love of music. And then again, I was like doing productions in my Your backyard. You know, living room. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit yep. to the summer and you're going to be doing uh, the normal heart. I am. That is. A heavy, heavy show. It is. What is it about that show that made you want to take on that endeavor? It's just, it's something that it's a show that I've always have have liked. I also feel we're at a time sort of in our country where there's this threat of the rights of the LGBTQ community or could be potentially eroded and there's still all of this like discrimination and stigma and I think that show about this group of men who were fighting for their lives while the government pretty much did nothing during that time mm-hmm. to help to help save them I think it's important to, that we keep st- telling these stories i mean people are still dying of aids today whether it's because they don't have the resources to pay for drugs whether they don't have the support or they're homeless or i mean people it's not it hasn't gone away we still don't have any vaccine or we still don't have any treatment for it you know or instead of a cure so i think it like these stories still need to be told and i think it's an important one especially in this sort of political climate and everything that's going on kind of like see when i'm when i'm drawn to like a straight play it's these you know for me it has to have a message i, I always think like everything i I've done always kind of have has to have a message. Yeah, excited. I've always sort of had that, like, oh, it's something I like to do, and you know, not that I really want. I do want to direct two shows, but I have a lot going on. But that one, I think, will be a, a nice change from what I'm doing now, which is always nice. I mean, I, I like Mass Appeal was a straight play that I directed, and and that was good. It's always some a show that I liked, and it is a nice change from the sort of. I say rat race of like a musical, but it is. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to think about. And that one's like a white set, all doors, like the sets, like nothing, projections, like, you know, yeah, very different. But when, I'm excited. Yeah. When do you, when, I know it's early and, but when are you anticipating having auditions for that? Probably do like three, what's it? August 15th, July, June, probably like May. In May. Early May. Okay. That'll be, uh, that's gonna be something. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna I'm be excited. something. Um, how, how many? How many roles are in the show? I think there's maybe eight men, and there's just one female role. There's just oh, wow. one, and yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to hear about it. I mean, it sounds like a super powerful piece. Yeah. Do it you is. think? It's... Do you think next year 
your goal will be to do something a little lighter for you or because i mean at this point you have to do a show every year yeah like we're we're just you're you're <laughs> do i you're contractually um, obligated to do a show every year now like w- following up a year where you're doing something like scrooge that is physically so demanding mm-hmm. and and also your approach to it is is really tugging a lot more at the emotional side of things mm. too so i'm sure that's 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 impacting you too but then normal heart is obviously you know, yeah. it's going to be a, a cry fest. Is, what are you feeling for next year? I, I mean, you're probably not even thinking that far yet, but. I mean, I honestly, I, I do think I need to just get like Sunday in the Park with George off my chest and like yeah. my mind and my heart because it's something I wanted to do for a while. But I just need, you know, the hard part is also like the fire barn being so busy you know, I got to find it. I, I need enough time to because I need to build like a subfloor and, and all of these like things for what needs to happen on stage. Yeah. So um, that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, Mama Mia is always something I'd love to do. Oh. That would be fun and, and fin, you know, like a fun time at a company at the Fire Barn, I think would be amazing. It would be. Would you um, want to play one of one of the dads in Mama Mia? <sighs> Probably not. No? Oh, you would so be good at that, though. Yeah. Like, I could imagine you singing. If I wasn't doing anything, like, if I had nothing to do with the production, then, you know, it might be fun if there's somebody else that. You would rock a, I would still call all that summer. (laughs) You'd be amazing at that. We'll see. It's a fun show. Yeah. You would direct the shit out of it, too. It'd be incredible. It'd be beautiful, stunning. And it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would I'd like to do get, that I mean, for you. I'd like to get back. To, I mean, not that BCC, that we need to get back to BCC, but it would be nice to do something in a, a bigger space. Sure. You know, soon. Sure. Um, yeah, we got to, we, yeah, I, I, I think it would be nice. Well, it's you a, know. I mean, it's yeah, a big space. Sure. I mean, the yeah. thing, the thing about BCC is you need a lot of people just to get there. And once you're there, you need a lot of people just to get it up in the short time that we have or i mean this is any big theater and that requires people and it's a you know i mean you you just need to make sure that you have a group of people that are willing to help you do it you know i couldn't do half of the stuff i do if i didn't have my parents my dad especially around to help me like build the sure. stuff i mean i did it he was in florida for years for half of the shows that i've directed and i was able to do it but you know now that he's retired he can go there during the day and it takes yeah, a lot of stress it's, off it's me it's the call sheets too it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's coming up with everything behind the scenes it makes Making yeah. sure it flows well. Yeah, like it's that's a lot. The, that, that's that's even beyond the big sets. Yeah, you know, that that's that's the 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 finesse that you have. That yeah, you can do you know so? And even stage managers that know how to kind of run a show like that in a way that's not like just screaming backstage or it is. It's a it's a it's big. So I think yeah, I think it has to be the right show, the right people. And I also think like the organization needs to support it in a way that probably it doesn't necessarily have to support Firebond shows because it, it does take a lot of people. What's uh? What, I'm just curious. Like you're you're walking around your house. What is what is it that you're singing? What do what are you humming? What's like your go to? You know, just curious. Interesting. Um, it doesn't have to be musical theater either. It could no, be- no. I mean, I I sing. I listen to a fair amount of like. Coldplay. Lately, it's been jazz, like at oh. just kind of because I need like no words and yeah. just kind of like in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Apple Music for that because I can just put like relaxing jazz. Or, yeah, you absolutely. know, like they have like it already put together for me. Um, lately, yeah, lately has been a lot of like instrumental kind of in the car. Um, a lot of like James Taylor, 
Um, a kind of a classic, that kind of James Taylor Indigo Girls. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was just curious. I was just want getting to tap into your mind a yeah. little bit. Yeah. There. Have you ever been up to uh, Tanglewood and saw James Taylor up there perform? I have not, but I have been to Tanglewood. Tanglewood's saw, amazing. Yeah, we went last summer. They did a um, concert version of Ragtime. Oh, okay. Oh. With the Boston Symphony. Yeah. That's another show that you directed, right? Yeah. That was three directors on that one. That was three directors on that oh, one. Wow. Yeah, me, Bobby, and Debbie. Oh wow. Yeah, that was a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> I that... love them both, but yeah. Oh yeah. Too many too many, uh, too many too many cooks. cooks. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen. That's a great show too. Ragtime is a beautiful yeah. show. It's the music in that is just absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah. I that love, was another I love that it. was a big production. That I mean Yeah, that one I'm proud of too. 9 to 5. I was proud of 9 to 5. I think Legally Blonde's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, all of them are different. I like them for different reasons. They all stress me for different reasons, but Yeah. I think we're getting to the end. I know. I I can't believe it. We're already at I think we are getting to the end. Now, I don't know Aaron, if did you, you learn listen. everything you needed to know? No, about no but we'll have to have you come back. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, we got to have you back on. Okay. Yeah, we, we should will. do one episode at his house. Yeah, yes, we, we can could. totally do that. That, that would be idea. fun. I don't know if you know this, but this is the part of the episode that okay. we like to call the quick change. Ooh. Okay, quickest minute in podcasting. Okay, and it's going to be one minute, and it is. Just questions, rapid okay. fire, that I'm going to have for you. Okay. And you're just going to answer the first thing that comes oh to your mind. Right. Who's your favorite okay. person in the room right now? <laughs> no. oh, sorry. 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 Uh, so basically, when I am done with the question, Joe will start the timer. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. So, I'm nervous now. Oh, oh, all right. This. All right. Here we are. All right. It is the quick change with Aaron And if you don't Gendro have an answer, just make it up. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So here we go. Aaron what is the very first show that you saw on Broadway? Wicked. What is the next show that you would like to see on Broadway? Um, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. What is your favorite play? Pass. What is your favorite musical? Sunday in the Park with George. What is your first role that you ever had? Um, I was in... Um, oh, what's that? Apple Tree... What's that book? James. No, never mind. Uh, no, no, no. Johnny Appleseed. No, The Giving Tree. I was the narrator. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh. What is a role that you have never played that you would like to play? Tevye. What is your favorite role that you've ever had? Um, I would say Valjean. What is the uh, the show that you would like to direct that you haven't directed? Sending the Park with George. What is your favorite show that you have directed? Um, Cabaret. Do you consider yourself an actor, a singer, or a dancer? Singer. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Ryan Reynolds. Nice. I love That's that. Time. That's great. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. That was a lot of questions. That was That's good. A ton of questions. Yeah, you were like, really. Yeah. yeah. You, you What's the average? What's the uh, data? That's, a, that's something that we should track. We should. Yeah, that is. You know what? We could. You know, and that should we'll be a prize. Back. Definitely. It gets to a point where Jared and I look at each other like, "Oh, does Ryan have questions?" I <laughs> have them. They're in there. The mental Rolodex. It. They are all in there. Oh man, that's, that's great. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much. Well, thanks for having for coming me, guys. here. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's in. about oh. time. Yes. honestly, like, it well, is. We needed, we needed to get like fifty episodes under our belt to just get. 
ready. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's what it to be really good was because we we knew that the standard was high for Aaron, so we had yeah. to just get all the it's shitty true. shows out it's of the true. way. We had to be good for this. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Um, this is fun. So. Yes, you can go see Scrooge if you have tickets, or you can stand in line. That's going to be opening on December 7th, and it closes on December 17th. There are 11 shows. We're doing two shows on the Saturday at 2 o'clock and 7.30. And then the second Wednesday, which I believe is the 13th? Yes. The 13th, yes. Um, But like we said... It's all sold out. Yeah. So if you don't have tickets, you can probably call and put yourself on the uh, wait list, yeah, probably Joe. better to email tickets at littletheater.net, and you can ask to be put on a wait list for specific days or for the whole run. Great. So that's that. And again, Aaron, thank you very much for coming on. I really respect your talents, and thank you for your time tonight. This has been great. Thank uh, you. Guys, any final words? You know what? I, I, oh. I, I, I do. I got one. I'm sorry. All right. I'm here's going to be another 20 minutes. No, 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 no. This is something I love that I love when you ask this. And, uh, oh, that's and true. It's important. And it is. what is some advice you would give to, you know, the young Aaron's out there who are getting into the, the theater world? And what, what, what's something you, you want to say to them? Um, as a director, an actor? Whatever. As, as an artist. Um, I think if I, if there was somebody that told me something when I was younger, I think the biggest thing is just to be open to new experiences and also to, to educate yourself. I mean, there's so much, there's so much out there, whether it's just going to see different shows, you know, how do you know what good theater is or bad theater is if you haven't seen, you know, some of each um and and really i also think like understanding what your strengths are not everybody's a great singer not everybody's a great dancer but like knowing where what your strengths are and 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 then maybe taking the time to like you know find a dance class if you want to be better dancer i mean I, i just think educate yourself and be open to new experiences new possibilities i think that would serve anybody well um, it's great advice. I, I love that. There's always room to grow. Like, yeah. yeah. As, as a person, absolutely. Yeah. 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 The man who's going to be a doctor soon. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for that. Maybe next. Playbill. Next. Directed you know, next time doctor. I'm back, it'll be doctor. Are we, yes, we going to have to call you doctor? Oh, Is... I'm going to make you. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I will. <laughs> you know I will. I, I just know. will. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> doctor Genjo, yes. thank you for for coming on. <laughs> thank you so funny. much. Awesome. TGIF.